The Matt Wyatt Show podcast is made possible by Mississippi Land Bank. Buying or selling? Make sure you go there first. Online at mslandbank.com. That's Mississippi Land Bank, where they understand the lay of the land in North Mississippi. Five, six good ball teams that'll be taking the field out in Texas, huh? Yeah, how about that? It's a, um, you talk about, you know, starting it off hot. I mean, we're starting (laughs) off, it's also in the best ballpark in the big leagues right now, the brand new ballpark, so we'll be pretty wide-eyed. We play the 11 o'clock game, so we'll probably be playing one of the first games in the country, and I think Texas's guys picked to be in the first 10 picks, so it should be a lot of fun uh, as we jump in. Um, we had a press conference this morning. I think all all six of us mm-hmm. are ranked in the top 10 teams in the country, so you're, you're going to have a lot of talent there, a lot of scouting going on, and it should be a lot of fun. Well, I mean, is the SEC not tough enough, Coach? I mean, what, the Dodgers were busy? The Yankees had somebody scheduled? I mean, Good grief. Hey, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't schedule this one. Our <laughs> scheduling is so far out that, uh, you know, it was scheduled before I got here. But I'll be honest with you. If my kids found out I said no to this, yeah, right. they'd be really pissed at me. So they're uh, they're excited to go and play. What was um, – I was watching that press conference today with you and the other coaches. Um, it seems like maybe someone asking a question threw this out there. But what was it, like 5%? Of the top 100 prospects in baseball are going to be taking the field that opening weekend in this tournament? Yeah, that's it. That was the comment that uh, Jim Slosnagel made. So professional baseball had given that to him. Mm-hmm. I would imagine we're going to have a lot of cross-checkers, general managers, scouting directors in the ballpark. I mean, you start looking at the first 50 picks projected or whatever, and it feels like about half of them are there. So it's, it's going to be a fun weekend. It's going to be a – you know, the hard part for us is – and you're, you're wanting your kids to get out and play good baseball and, and be settled since they haven't played so long, and then you're you're throwing them in this environment. So it'll be interesting, you know, going from week one to week two, um, you know, evaluating our ball club and seeing how, how our kids handled it. When you mention how your kids have handled it, uh, I'm, I guess it goes without saying that this past year, with the season getting canceled at the beginning of 2020 and has been unlike anything that you've ever experienced as a coach, but is there, um, at this point with practice beginning and that kind of thing, coach, is there any apprehension about what the effects will be in the early part of the season with all those games missed for these kids a year ago? You know, I'm not so sure apprehension. I just think we got to get our guys, you know, we've talked a lot about just taking care of ourselves, just, mm-hmm. Worried about us. I mean, it's easy to look up and say, hey, we're playing Texas, Texas Tech, and TCU. But our, our guys got to get out there and play comfortable and get back to, um, you know, some so many of our guys. You know, we had a lot of freshmen last year. I challenged my sophomores. You know, they had some pretty good starts to their freshman years. But I said, hey, man, you never played in the SEC. Don't act like you got it figured out, you know. And so for us, you know, that fear of, hey, man, playing a 56-game schedule, rolling through the – this is going to be the best the SEC's ever been for the next couple of years because of the added rosters. I mean, we're all – everybody asks us, I say, hey, I think we're pretty good. But I think every coach in our league will say that, you know, because everybody got added roster or more draft picks because of the whole COVID situation. So that apprehension is, you know, I'd like us to get out and start playing some comfortable baseball. I think we'll be really excited. It may not be a positive early on. You know, maybe the team that can relax and play normal baseball have the best chance in that tournament. Sure. Chris Lamonis on your radio right now, head baseball coach Mississippi State. Um, so when um, 
when these guys get back on the practice field and and things start to rev up, which I'm I'm assuming is sort of right now, is it does it feel normal again? Thank goodness. Yeah, it does. It does. It feels normal. So when we're on the field, and we actually had a pretty normal fall. We ended up uh, we first when we first got back, we had a 14 day quarantine. I about lost my mind. <laughs> um, but since then, it's felt really normal. And our guys really respect it and do what they're supposed to do. And it can hit us again. I mean, we sure. talk about, you know, handling the curveball, watching football go through it, watching basketball now go through it. Um, and we have to prepare for the unexpected. And, and so our kids mentally, but just day to day, we're outside. They got their gaiters on. They pull them up. It's, yeah. you know, luckily we're outside and we're, we, we're not real close to each other as we play the game. So ours is one of the least, you know, with the COVID transferring it on the field is very, very little compared to most sports. You yeah. know, ours is more, you probably got a better chance of doing it standing around in a dugout. So, but it's just playing the game. We're fine. So, um, and then being around the boys, I mean, that's the, that's the hardest part is I've got locked in my house for six months, mm-hmm. drive my wife crazy. I'm, I'm a lot better when I'm here with, you know, 35 college kids and they're enjoying life and having a good time. So that's the normal part that we got back. Sure. Okay, so you mentioned the dugout. That's one thought I had. I, I see the basketball games where the benches are spread out and they're not sitting next to each other and all that kind of stuff. What's the dugout going to look like at these ball games? I think you'll see them spread out a little bit. It'll be it'll depend on you know where you're at and what you're looking at. But we're going to use our bullpen. Okay. Um, we're going to use. I mean, we could be used possibly a little bit outside of our dugout, like you saw the major leagues do. But we haven't made a decision on that yet. Okay. But we'll have some protocol, and we, you know, we scrimmaged all fall, so we had to stay, you know, so many feet apart and keep your, you know, if you're in the dugout, you have your mask on. Um, you don't have to have it on the field, but in the dugout, you have to be masked the whole time. So we have different protocol that we have to use. You know, like I said earlier, it's, you know, when they've told us, and most of this spreading of it, it's it's not on the field for us, even in the dugouts. It's more eating, uh, traveling during those things is usually your biggest chance to, to transfer, transfer it over to somebody else on the field for us is very little. And we could have some guys in the, maybe some guys who aren't pitching that day or do some things like that, sit in the stands, but I don't think it's going to be anything drastic. Cool. Chris Lamona's on your radio right now. I saw what I thought was the note in the SEC schedule release about expanded travel rosters. What was it, Coach, by five? You can have five more this year? Uh, three more. Three more? Three more. We wish we got five more. Yeah. So it was uh, – in our world, all the rosters are expanded. And since kids missed the entire year before, you know, or most of the year before, we just felt like we could give more of an opportunity to let three more kids go and be a part. Just in case you did have an issue on the road, you had three other extra players to help you out to meet your minimums because you're supposed to have so many, just like in football, so mm. many offensive linemen, so many linebackers. We have we have the same thing with position player and pitchers. So it just helps give us a little bit of buffer as we go into it. But the experience for the kid was the biggest part, giving them hope. And, and in our world, you know, um, you just got more guys on your roster right now. So it's helping you just, you know, keep your team in a better spot. If we could, Coach, um, you know, five to ten minutes left here in our time talking, would it be okay if I ask positionally, kind of give us a scouting report? We have so many people listening that are fans of baseball, and this is – it's kind of new to us getting back into the routine and we need to learn some players. Can I throw some positions and you run us down? Yeah, you can throw some at me. I don't – you know, we're still in such a uh, – and we're trying to figure it out ourselves. But sure. But I can give you a handful of guys, and I'll probably leave some guys out, so that's the, always the hard part. But we just – 
there's so much competition going on for us right now. Okay. But yeah, go ahead. I'll, uh, I'll take the. All right. So outfield, Allen um, and Jordan are back, right? Tanner and Rowdy, those guys are back yes. in the outfield. Those two are back in the outfield. So they're both healthy, both doing well. Um, you know, we have a couple new guys out there. So we had Brad Cumbus, who just joined us from football. Mm-hmm. So Brad, you know, Brad's a guy, and Brad's important for us. We're probably a little left-handed heavy. We've got some, you know, left-handed hitters. So Brad gives us a right-handed bat. Hopefully a little bit of power, but he's got a, he looks like he's a power hitter, right? But he hasn't hit for a lot of power yet. So we're waiting on it, but we feel like he has that ability. And then we have Brandon Pimentel, who played a lot of games out there last year. Mm-hmm. Kind of had a slow start, but we feel like he's a little better, better player than that. That could play in left. We actually brought in a center fielder, Braylon Skinner, who, um, Braylon <clears throat> is a Juco player here from Mississippi. And it's had a really good fall. Can really play um, cover ground in the outfield. So he's got an opportunity to be in the mix also. And then we have a couple of our our younger guys too. And then, so if you go to the infield, you know, I see Hatcher still in the roster, you know, coming back. Uh, but two big names that obviously aren't there for a good reason, and that's Westberg and Foscue. So that's a lot of production. you got to find some guys to replace in that infield, huh? Yeah, it's tough. It's, uh, when you, <laughs> you know, we bragged about it all year. We had two first rounders, uh, in the middle of the infield. And now I got to write out a lineup and I don't have them. <laughs> so, um, you know, that's the, that's the hardest part. You know, Hatcher is back. Hatcher, Hatcher had a really good start last year. We almost lost him. Him, Allen and Rowdy would have been gone in a normal year. So we're, mm-hmm. we're, we're fortunate to have those three guys back. Um, and we brought in a, a transfer player, Scotty DeBrule. Um, from Jacksonville. Scotty was a four-year starter, bat in the middle of their lineup. I think he's a career 300 hitter, um, played in the Cape Cod League. So he's a 22, 23-year-old player that we brought in that should be able to help us. He's a, you know, nice player, can run, defend, just, just a really good college baseball player. And then we have some young players behind him. Uh, Davis Mesh is a kid out of Louisiana, the young player. Um, we have some swing guys out there that could play in some different spots like Tanner Leggett. But, uh, and then we go to shortstop, you know, right now Cameron James is there. Cameron mm-hmm. was our third baseman last year a lot and, uh, kind of falls in the, the mold of a Westie, even though he has to produce like a Westie. Yeah. But it's that big shortstop, but he's a really good offensive player and he moves for a big kid. So, you know, he's, he's a shortstop candidate. We also have Lane Forsyth, a freshman who our fans will really enjoy watching over the years. Lane's a little smaller build, more like a Luke Alexander type of player, but, um, Man, it's probably as good a freshman infielder defensively that you'll find in our league. And just, you know, he's had a, he's just growing. He's just getting better every day, getting stronger out there. And then we have some different candidates at third's our biggest competition spot right now. So we have some guys really battling it out at third. And you'll see probably a majority of guys playing third for us over the year. One of our big freshmen, Kellum Clark, right there from Brandon. Yeah. A special player. And, um, you know, he's going to play some third. He could play first. He can, I mean, the kick and pitch, if I needed to pitch him, I just don't need him. Um, he has so many, he's a very talented player, but a big bat. Landon Jordan, another returning player that's played a lot of third base. Tanner Leggett. Um, and then some of the shortstops may, you know, shoot, you could bounce them around. So it gives us some options, but, you know, hopefully you get somebody who gets hot and uh, plays really well there. Chris Lamonis, head coach of Mississippi State on your radio. So, from a pitching standpoint, starting pitching, some of that we, we kind of know there's some known quantities there, obviously. And I had somebody text me while we were talking here, Coach, that wanted me to ask you specifically about Brandon Smith and how he's coming along after the Tommy John surgery last year. 
Doing great. We were able to get Brandon out there and face hitters in October, which was big. So he was on track with all his rehab. So he had a, you know, he got to pitch his fall, got to face some hitters, and then had a good off season. And he's back right now. He's on the same routine as all our other guys. So he's kind of a sleeping candidate nobody talks about. Mm-hmm. And you're getting this older guy who's pitched a lot of, a lot of big time baseball and just, you know, he does everything the right way. It's, it's, I'm excited to watch him. And I think you're going to see him grow as the season goes on. Usually those guys that get 12 months, 16 months, 18 months out from that Tommy John, they get better through that whole phase. They just gain arm strength. And so not sure how we're going to use him yet. I mean, last year he was projected to be a weekend starter um, until he got hurt, you yeah. know, so that was a big blow for us. But he, you know, he'll be a, he'll be a fun one to have back. Sure. And everybody's so excited about McLeod. It just, it's one of those we, it seems like we need to soak up every pitch we get to watch him in a state uniform because he won't be long for this world, and he'll be drafted really highly. And then, of course, the talented Sarantola. But in the past, Coach, like in these interviews, we'd say, who is somebody we need to make sure we know their name? You'd say Christian McLeod or Sarantola, these young guys. Yeah. Who is that now? If I say, who's a, a guy that is going to be on the mound that we need to go ahead and start memorizing how to pronounce his name, who would that be? <laughs> you know, this is a really hard one because our it's a – deep as a pitching staff as I've ever had. Mm. Um, and they're talented and they're competing against each other daily, which is making them the competition level is so high. Um, I'm going to give you one. Y'all saw him a good bit last year and it's not hard to pronounce his name. So you don't have to worry about that. <laughs> but to, to me, the X factor on our staff may be Landon Sims. Yeah. And Bednar is getting a lot of hype right now, which he deserves because, but you know, he's more, he's draft eligible as a sophomore. Landon Sims was, as good last year as him. It's, it's, he has the versatility to do a lot of things. We could start him. We could close him. We could pitch him in the middle. We can run him out there and let him pitch the last four innings of a game. I mean, it's 94, 96 with that slider. Mm-hmm. And he is mean. I mean, when you get him on the mound, he is. I mean, we ran him out there at Texas Tech in Biloxi and he didn't back down one bit mm-hmm. being a freshman. And I, I think he's one of those guys that a lot of people aren't talking about last night that I think makes our staff special. Yeah. Obviously, we have a really good rotation, but even with Landon, too, the, the rotation, um, Saren is the only one that's pitched a little bit of SEC baseball. Everybody else has just pitched four weeks of last year. you know. Mm-hmm. So for our guys to get out there and pitch against the best and handle that pressure, it's, that's going to be the biggest difference for, for us. No question. Hey, and, and real quick, with about a minute left, you mentioned Sims. And I thought the story about him last year that stood out the most to me was the fact that he came in there as a freshman and like won your workouts competition prior to the season. Like a new guy yeah. comes in there and it, you win this. In football, we used to call it the big dog stuff, so it's whatever your equivalent yeah. is. That's All a big, challenges is what oh, we have. Well, that's yeah, a big he, deal for a freshman to come in here and win that. Yeah, it was. And, you know, the funny part about Landon is played football. He was a two-way player in high school and just had that toughness about him. And then, uh, you know, we run, we felt so good about him last year. We ran him out there. I think it was opening day. Mm-hmm. I ran him out there for his first outing, and he walked the bases loaded and didn't take a breath doing it the whole time. Yeah. I'm sitting there going like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> and We ran him right back out there on Sunday, and he pitched great, and he never looked back from that. But, you, you know, you get these young kids. and That's some part of the piece about going to Globe Life and playing in this beautiful ballpark. And, you know, there's going to be a lot of wide-eyed kids on our team, you know, even though, like I said, this, Will Bednar's never played against an SEC team, you know, so he's, you know, him having to go out there and pitch at this level will be interesting. But yeah, Sims is, like I said, Sims is a, 
a special, you know, got a chance to be a special player for us. I just don't know how we're going to use him yet. Yeah, I keep. I told him he's the X factor kind of, you know, for our staff. <laughs> it's nice to have options, though, right? I mean, that's the biggest oh, yes. thing. Well, great stuff, yeah. uh, Chris. Really do appreciate some time. Um, a month away, it'll be here about the time we blink, and and we can't wait. Thank you. We're counting down the days. Thanks, Matt. Yep. Thank you. That's Chris Lamonas, head baseball coach, Mississippi State. And look, so you're talking about February nineteenth, twentieth, twenty first. So they'll wrap up that opening weekend one month from today. And it's at Globe Life Park, new ballpark of the Rangers. It's unbelievable if you've seen pictures or been. Uh, I don't know if you have. And um, it'll be State, Ole Miss, and Arkansas, three from the SEC, versus Texas, Texas Tech, and TCU, three from the Big 12. Tickets, you're going to have to fight off the scouts to get a seat (laughs) or get what tickets are available. And I cannot wait to watch it. All right, just getting started. Hour number two. Your comments and texts coming up next. Stick around. 